0: What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman with you here, as always, alive and in the flesh. Thank you so much for checking out the show. However you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this from, I really, really appreciate it very, very much. Thank you very much. And remember, you can subscribe for free on iTunes. You can also download the show via the Podbean app, Spelled just the way it sounds, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Make sure you enunciate children. School starts this week, so that's like my my strict teacher. Make sure you enunciate Mr. Bauman, Mr. Bauman. Why do teachers always do that when they're upset, by the way? That's like their way of getting your attention. Maybe it's because they can't swear at children because they lose their jobs, so they just got to be like real stern, you know what I mean? But the problem with that is it had like a reverse psychology effect on it when I was – you know, as I get older, everybody's called me Mike. I've never really been like a Mikey. Hey, Mikey. You know, every now and again, like one of your dad's buddy, will be like, oh, what's up, Mikey? You know what I mean? When you're a kid going to a hockey game or whatever, but, but, but teachers scolding me like that, it made me resent my own name because the only time anybody really ever called me Michael was like when teachers were upset. Michael, you need to go write your name on the board. You do not talk to other students that way. That only happened like one time because some kid was asking me for someone was like, just get it yourself, you know? but teachers do that they'll call you by your like calling you by your full name is like their way of calling you like you know a curse word you know what i mean they can't like sit down you little you know what i mean cuz they would be on the news that night they they would get sued for the money they they don't make to teach your rotten children how to learn and uh yeah so it, i don't to this day i kind of really don't like being called michael cuz that just it's just like a trigger it just takes me back to second grade you know thinking i'm going to get in trouble you know, it's either Michael or they call you Mister. It's like real insulting. It's like, "Lady, I'm seven. Clearly, I'm not a Mister. Okay, I'm a youngin. I'm a kid. I'm a punk. I'm a squirt. There's no Mister here. There's no Misses. There's no Mister or Misses in this classroom, including you, because you're not married. You're young, and you hate kids. Why are you teaching me right now? Why are you teaching me school? Why? Why? Mister Bauman, Michael Bauman, you need to sit down. You need to sip. So to this day, just call me Mike if you see me. If you call me Michael, I might start crying or having a panic attack because it will take me back to bad memories. Okay. So we're going to get the show back on the road here. I'm joking, guys. It's called comedy. Laugh it up a little bit, will you? Lighten up, Francis. Sergeant Hulka. Kudos to you. I'm high-fiving you right now via the microphone. You can't see me, but I'm high-fiving you if you get that reference. Stripes, it's the greatest movie. One of, my, one of my all-time favorite movies. Definitely like top 15 for sure. Love Stripes. Classic, classic movie. But anyway, this show is not about Stripes. This show is about... How did I even get on that tangent? I don't even know. This show this week is actually pretty pretty exciting for me because it features a band that... As you guys will hear, if it weren't for the internet, you guys might not really know about them right now. You know, and that's not a slap in the face to them. It's more of an homage to the fact that the internet has a way of of leading you down certain corridors and certain realms of being, and you can make some pretty pretty cool discoveries, you know, you can learn, you know. Imagine that actually using technology to learn something. Instead of playing games on your phone, Mr. Bauman, why don't you focus in class? Put your phone away. Anyway, um, But yeah, this band is Coven 13 out of Detroit, Michigan. And Brian, the drummer, is actually a guy that sees my stepdad frequently at work over the years. And Brian actually, Brian's a cool dude. Almost 10 years ago now, I can't believe it's been that long, but I started college. Uh, For those of you overseas, you might say university. I'm, Colleen is going to university. Um, I started college. I was a freshman, and you know Jack would see my stepdad. Jack would see Brian at work and be like, "Yeah, my my stepson likes really the metal." Blah blah blah. So Brian, without even knowing me, man, without even knowing me, this dude spent the time to actually remember when people used to actually burn CDs. You know, instead of just stealing music, I will call you by your first name if you steal music. That's not nice. If you got seven dollars for coffee, you got nine bucks to buy an album. You creeps, buy music, okay buy the music. These records cost thousands of dollars to make. But anyway, he made a couple of CDs for me. One of them was a metal mix, had all kinds of awesome, awesome bands on there. Like Arch Enemy had no idea who they were. They've since blown up. Jeff Loomis is playing guitar for them now. Awesome, awesome band uh avenge sevenfold was on there kill switch engage was on there i mean he really covered the bases opeth was on there it was a great great mix trivium and that actually that that was a cd that really was an introduction to me at the time really and brian probably won't know this till he listened to it but that was kind of more of an introduction to more of the heavier stuff for me because to that point i had listened to kind of a lot of like hard rock was was more my main thing at the time you know and i i was into like metallica and stuff because i had grown up with that as you guys know if you listen to the show but hadn't been listened to a lot of like the hardcore type vocals and, and the screaming and stuff yet so that that was one of the first albums when i really looked back that actually had that and then he also burned me uh I, listen to me i'm chastising people about stealing music and i'm talking about somebody you burn cds with me. hey somebody paid for it okay Okay, and he got me into new music. So don't, don't, don't say shame on shame on you, because we'll get all confused and everybody will be upset. That's not cool. But anyway, and then he gave me a sacrament from Lamb of God. Freaking awesome record, uh, awesome, awesome record. Um, Walk with me in hell's on there, rednecks on there, black in the cursed sun. Oh, amazing song, amazing song from Lamb of God, and their new album is. Stun and um Drung, number seven, freaking killer record. He gave me that, and then he gave me some of Philadelphia as well from Lamb of God, which is one of the best live records of all time. I don't care what anybody says; it doesn't matter what genre of music you listen to. You know, probably the most well-known live record of all time is Frampton Comes Alive, and it is—it's incredible. But I'm telling you, in the top ten somewhere needs to be. Philadelphia from lamb of god and i'm not just talking metal like that's a great record so brian he burns me this stuff and, and over the years you know jack had said hey you know he's he's got his band back together again and then a couple of years ago he gave jack uh, coven 13's latest album destiny of the gods which came out in 2013 ironically two years ago came out on shadow kingdom records shout out shadow kingdom records so I listened to that and, and we'd always said like – and he was always like, hey, Brian would love to do your show, man, love to do your show. And I and I got away from doing my podcast for a little bit as you guys know and then I've come back to it. So thankfully it finally came back around where I was able to hook up with Brian and the rest of the band and do a podcast. So this one you get not only Brian on the drums but you also get Mr. David Landrum on vocals, Todd Creta on guitar, Richie Karazinski on guitar, Roger – Circule on bassy this is why i shouldn't try to say people's last names i'm so terrible so we'll just do by the first names Rer, er, er, rewind david on vocals todd on guitar richie on guitar roger on bass brian on drums the whole fam damley we got the whole fam damley to talk about coven 13 because they have a really interesting story because a lot of you listening to this Michael, i Mike, i'm not really familiar with coven 13 and there's a lot of artists that i've been featuring lately that are kind of either more underground or local but they're freaking killer they're awesome and um i'm excited to bring those artists to you and these guys there, there's a there's a reason they're they're not around and that's because their first album worship new gods came out in 1987 all right these guys were in the detroit scene trying to make a name for themselves and and their style of music was was a little bit different than than some of the metal that was definitely mainstream at that time you know mid late 80s even though i was born in 88 i love music so i, I love the 80s as well, and. um, At that time, you know, you had the hair metal bands. You had all those guys and the ballads and stuff. And then there was the thrash stuff that was starting to kind of creep its way into American, you know, mainstream music, thanks to the likes of Metallica, uh, Slayer, Megadeth. I mean, maybe not mainstream. I mean, you probably weren't hearing it on top 40 radio. But in terms of popularity, it had a huge scene over here. I mean, guys like Ozzy from the early 80s had helped bring it. But the thrash really started to kind of come in at, at, at that time, too. And then, of course, you still had like Iron Maiden and Dio who, you know, thrashy, great guitar, uh, Iron Maiden, maybe not so much Dio, but but those guys in terms of the songwriting, you know, really told stories. And and that's what to this day I really appreciate about Iron Maiden's music and, and Dio's music, especially as they both really take you on a journey. You know what I mean? It's as much about the instruments as it is about the lyrics and the songs. And Coven 13 was very much, uh, you know, especially their their first record, Worship New Gods, you know, a lot of lot of medieval type of themed songs and and songs that um, lyric re- lyrically really took you somewhere. So these guys talk about what that was like at that time. You know, being being that type of a band and you know not really being able to fit in. Um, and then they had Ragnarok in 1990 that came out a cassette tape. And then after that, because of substance abuse issues and and some alcohol issues, the band disbanded. People moved to different parts of the country. But thanks to the internet, as you guys will hear, all of a sudden their their album was creeping up on eBay and stuff overseas. And people, I mean, it was in high demand. I mean, high demand. You know, people paying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for their their record. And these guys are like, man, there's an interest still there. And they jammed out about ten years ago, had a couple of shows together, and voila, Coven 13 is now back together. They are currently working on a new record, which is yet to be titled. And it was just a lot of fun to talk to these guys and get a little bit more feedback and insight into their stories. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Coven 13. Here it is. So what's going on? What's up, Richie?
1: Hi, Roger. It's Roger. Hey, Roger. And the guy
2: in the back's Todd.
0: Hey Todd. And here comes this ugly mug.
2: Here's the ugly mug right here. David, our vocalist.
0: Hey David, how you doing? So we got the whole family. We got we got everybody.
2: Yeah, we're yeah. all here. You got the whole shebang.
0: Sweet. Well, if you guys are ready, man, we could get we could get her going.
2: All right. Alright, uh, what kind of questions you got?
0: Um, Mainly stuff about like your deepest, darkest fears, you know, what your favorite color is. Um We're gonna get we're gonna get really really psychological and weird with it. Alright. Great. <laughs> no nah, man, I um I actually I listened to uh Destiny of the Gods like like two years ago, not long after it came out when you gave that copy to Jack. Um and then I was just listening to the, the older stuff. That you just sent me recently, so, so yeah, ma'am. Um, and and I I always try to prep a little bit and read a little bit about what uh, what what histories has gone through with the band, and, and you guys have certainly gone through a lot. So, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to traverse through some of that with you guys because you got a pretty interesting story. I feel like
2: been interesting nonetheless that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) but it keeps getting better and better um like i said uh we are playing in the uh cleveland area um next week a week from tonight actually at uh where is it uh the agora theater Theater. and uh we'll be headlining actually because the main band that canceled out and um you're gonna get more of a coven show from us now and um yeah we're gonna be doing about an hour set. A uh, week from tonight, Thursday at the Agora in Cleveland. So, look out, Cleveland, here we come. Yeah,
1: it's the Shadow Kingdom Extravaganza. Our record
0: label. Now, for you guys, I mean, how how does it feel after all these years to to have been able to make a, a record again and to be playing shows and, and doing and doing this type of stuff again after all those years apart from one another?
1: Rock and roll bones still move, you know? <laughs> it really isn't that much different than the 80s, really. Yeah. It really
0: isn't. You would think it would be, but it's not. A little straighter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As, as far as the, the initial concept of the band, I mean, like, looking looking back on it, just, just from, from what I know from, like, the 80s scene, obviously at the time, the the really popular stuff, I guess you could say, you had a lot of the hair bands thing, and then you had sort of the thrash thing coming in with metallica and slayer and megadeth and and you guys kind of i feel like kind of had that that bridge in between there and it wasn't it wasn't vastly different from some of the other stuff going on i mean you had bands like like iron maiden and dio where the songs were really they were telling a story in their in a lot of their songs It, it was it was as much about the instrumentation as it was about the lyrics so for you guys with with the initial concept of um Coven 13, I mean, what was it like putting the band together and finding like-minded musicians to kind of go for what you guys were going for lyrically and everything? Well,
1: I put the band together. I was in California with my friend Kevin Quinn, and I came back to Detroit, and I wanted to play music because he didn't want to play so, I based the band off of a band called Trial, which is my previous band. Okay. So, I looked around for heavy metal and hard rock, rock players. 86. Yeah, in 86. So, I think was our first show was in 86. So, late in 85, I started looking for people, and I called Rich up, and he suggested Todd. And I think Brian came. Brian and Todd came as a package. Then we needed a singer, and uh, Dave Dave Landrum, our singer, was with Dance Macabre, but Dance Macabre broke up, so we were able to scoop him up. So we kind of like put together the band we with different, yeah, heavy metal. Uh, we were also into uh, goth music at the time, you know, like Bauhaus types stuff trial and um, we learned some trial cover songs and then we start writing our own and Rich helped us out write some stuff and Todd wrote just, it all came together yeah, 86. Richie
2: was uh, he was primarily a big writer for us back in the early days he had his own project going on uh, we really wanted him in the band um, we had to sell for Todd um,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, it, everything worked out really great and uh, you know uh, having Richie in the band now uh, is, is a true blessing and um, you know it was something that, like I said it was nothing that He had his own thing going on, so basically now he's back in the group, and we are currently writing songs um, for our new record, Um, but I mean, talking about going back in the day, um, what you're talking about, reference to Iron Maiden and, and whatnot... We wanted to be a heavy metal I I don't know if we really wanted to start out as a heavy metal band, but we were in a like really dark type of theme, uh dark music and with Richie Brady, some of the songs like Riddle of Steel for us and uh they came they kinda came out like a the Black Sabbath type of sound. Um, but we really didn't aim for that. We were just kinda trying to go with um Uh, What we wanted to do and what what David would sing about, and uh, you know, some of our songs were dark, some of them were up and peppy, like uh, Threshold of the New, General's Eye, more heavy metal Iron Maiden type style, but you know, we just, we're back in the day, we're just trying to do our own thing, and I think today we're still trying to do the same thing, so, um, and people dig it, so we're going to keep delivering. It's trying to be a little different.
0: Yeah, were you guys were you guys all kind of more into sort of that that medieval type stuff as far as the lyrical writing? I mean, what was that? Well, that um, was that? You was need that to talk always...
3: to
4: the vocal master right over here. here. <laughs> lyric man. Uh-huh. That would be me, I guess. <laughs> A lot of Robert E. Howard novels. And, uh,
0: <laughs> What's up, David?
4: And always, always been into uh, Norse mythology. Like my dad came from Sweden, and uh, you know. It's just a big interest and, and it's great. I like to be able to write about it and then we like, you know, put it to music. And people dig it, you know. We well,
3: were one of the first of the Viking rock bands. Pioneers pioneers of Viking Rock. I mean not many. Not people, the man of
4: war, really. <laughs> that's right. We, not many people were writing that but that subject matter. It's true. We had runes I had vine runes on the on the what do you call that thing in the middle of the album, the LP? Oh, just, the the yeah, the yeah, just the center. Yeah, the center the center. Right. Yeah, we've been around through uh, albums,
1: then cassettes, and now CDs, and now MP3s. Yeah, we,
4: we started on it with yeah. vinyl. You know, in, in our early days, that's what people put out. We like the theatrical thing, like the fog, you know, broadswords, you know, like just, just. We come out and we do it, we deliver. To try, and, try and create that, uh, you know, that essence, but sometimes it works, sometimes, you know. <laughs>
0: What what Way was it? Better. What was it like in Detroit at that at that time? I mean, when you guys first started playing shows, how how was it received? I mean, what, what, did people dig it, or did you kind of did it take a little bit to sort of find? We're
2: playing with a bunch of punk bands. Yeah, we we didn't get along very well with the heavy metal scene, if you will, and uh, we uh, we hung out with a lot of punk rock bands. We did a lot of shows. Um, with the punk rock scene, they embraced us. It was kind of like a Motorhead kind of thing, you know, like how Motorhead and punk rock kind of got together and got along. And uh, We had a big, strong gothic crowd. It wasn't even called goth at the time. It was just uh, people dressed in black Black, showing up and, uh, you know, chicks. And And, uh, we kind of just gelled with them, you know, and um, we had a big, dark following. I mean, we... If it, if you, uh, I mean, we didn't have headbangers or anything like no, that at we our didn't. shows we back didn't. in the day. No, but
1: we did, we played with like different uh, glam bands like Trash Press and Inside ALD, Out,
2: The Bad Boys, uh, and a lot of murder <laughs> style <stuff. laughs> so We played with
1: some glam bands too, so we we wherever we could play we play, but we didn't really fit in real well with the seduce. But and, uh, we we had a blast. I mean, back good in good the Steel 80s, Alley.
2: we had a lot of fun um, doing uh, a lot of the shows back seen. then. I miss those days. Um, the scene is a lot different in Detroit than it was back oh, okay. in 87, 88. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we had, we had a really good time. And, uh, again, we just didn't fit in very well because with the heavy metal scene because they, they just didn't know what to think of us, you know.
4: I think that was the main yeah. setback. We didn't fit in any slot, though. I mean, you couldn't really peg us. Right. If I had but, to describe what kind of music it is, I would call it gothic doom metal, straight out that. Not Norse rock, not you know heavy metal, not this. Just we still have what we started with. We're like goddamn doom metal. We dig the creepy stuff, man. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> we we watch a lot of Hammer movies. Old yeah. myths and
0: <laughs> so so when you guys played the punk shows, were were the punk bands into the the th- theatrical element?
4: They loved us, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 we yeah. couldn't go anywhere without them screaming Odin, man, like Kraut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So who were who the bands, some of the bands in Detroit that you guys would, would hop on shows with? Like, what were some of your favorite shows back in the day, some of the punk bands? Oh,
2: God. Inside Out. Sam, Inside Out, uh, uh, Ash Brass, Trash Murder Style. Brits. LD. Ugly But Proud was a big hitter. Yeah. Um, Almighty Lumberjacks and Death. Yeah, we yeah did, we Ugly But Proud. But, I mean, that was a, just the Detroit scene, and... Um, when we released our first record, Worship New Gods, uh, we sent a lot of it out um, to Europe, and that pretty much turned around the success of our band, was uh, our popularity over overseas, really that we had absolutely no idea uh, what was actually going on over there until just a few years back. And um, you know, that's the main reason why we decided to get back
3: together.
0: When did you guys go to to start doing? I read that you started to do some of the New York scene shows too. How how long into the band uh, was that? Was that was that after you guys had recorded Worship New Gods?
1: Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it might have been just yeah. after we went to New that. York. We did, only made one trip to New York. We okay. went with uh, Tom Templin came with us and Inside Out, and we played just one show in New York. It was really well was received. Pyramid. well, yeah, Pyramid Club, and it was we just missed a riot but mostly we yeah. played here in Michigan
0: now i know i know back then too like like nowadays there's like pro tools there's reaper there's a lot of software out there that if if you know you you have some people around you, some local producers, or whatever you can kind of put together stuff that that sounds really good if you learn how to do the software. I know back then it was it, was it was it harder to get to get studio time? Was it harder to put out good demos? I mean, what was that like when you guys finally went in to actually record worship new gods?:
1: I think it was a lot easier back then with tape and stuff analog like the analog was a lot easier than than this this new age that we live in I mean there's too many choices now. Back then, you just had a certain set of stuff, and a certain way to do it, and it, you know, so, but now it's just so wide open, and there's so many ways to record bands, it's just made it too complicated. There's too many, too many toys in the toy box now. But it makes it easier to. Well, even though, I mean, back in the day, anybody can
2: recall recording back in 19, before all the software uh, came out. It, you had to be on your game. You had to make sure that you didn't screw up the song, or otherwise you'd have to stop and do it again. So bands, I think, were a lot more tighter. And nowadays, you would oh, I made a mistake. Okay, we can punch it in, you know, with software and, and Pro Tools and fix it. Um, but back in the
1: day, yeah, you really had to be on top. And of tape, magnetic tape, was expensive. It was a two-inch wide, 24-inch. It was <laughs> huge. These huge reels, and they would go by really fast. And you just go bigger, go home. <laughs> it was great and it's once it's burnt you know yeah would quit quick <laughs> we're burning the midnight yeah so it, it and you know we used a lot of like stomp boxes and we used a lot of like rack mounted equipment and uh, but i i think it was a better sound back then i'm but that's just me I yeah. think so too I agree well I think
0: even vinyl. now I think vinyl sounds a lot better than if you listen to like mp3 or so. I mean if you put if you put a record on a, a good record player the, the sound quality is, is awesome with analog I feel like even, I, even I, today I,
2: think so too. Super I agree 100% yeah, yeah. Vinyl is definitely the
0: way to go. How did you guys finance Worship New Guys at the time? Was it was it from playing a lot of shows? I mean, how did how did that actually come together when you guys went to record? I just paid
2: for it. Roger had a good job.
0: <laughs> Roger <laughs> footed Roger done. footed the bill.
1: Soul, soul, soul. <laughs> and, and I had friends. Cal Sands was my friend, so he cut us a real good deal on a lot of time and stuff yeah, in the studio. We really miss Cal. We don't know what happened to him. It was at a place called Factory Sound in Sterling, in, uh, St. in Clare Clare Shores. Shores. Yes, and uh, and uh, we don't know what happened to him.
0: Really, even even now, nobody knows where where he is.
4: Disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. He disappeared. He's gone. He was out sailing. Yeah, you know, cool. but he
2: did a he did a really good job. Yeah, he, he taught job. me a lot about recording. Uh, I mean, I was only 18 at the time, and um, he spent a lot of time with me personally on the drums and tuning drums. And um, yeah, I learned an extreme amount of um, experience from him. And uh, I, I I wish he was still around. I miss guys like him. because um, you know he was a true pioneer of recording, and I think that's what really gave us that quite unique sound. Off of our first record, um, it's it ain't the greatest, but it's pretty cool, and a lot a lot of people seem to enjoy it. So, and we actually got to re-release it, and um, uh, we it what was the, what was the label? Um, High Roller High Roller Records re-released it in 2012. Yeah, Tony Amaro uh, remixed
1: it for yeah, he, from yeah, uh, Temper Tempr- Tempr- Mill, Tempr- Mill, yeah, yeah and he remixed it for us, and. I'm Remastered it, not remixed it, and yeah. uh, it out really good. Very yeah, good. we're pleased with
0: it. So, not to get well, not- too, too much into the Dark Age stuff, and you don't have to go in. You, you guys can answer or not answer whatever you want. But um, when it when it got to the early '90s, and you guys got to that point where it, where it kind of came to a halt, what what was like the main factors for that at that time where you guys decided to kind of go your separate ways for a little bit?
1: Alcohol, drugs, <laughs> uh, substance abuse issues.
2: Madness. It was bad. It got to the point where it just wasn't working anymore, and it gets ugly. And um, yeah, it's, it's not a very uh, pleasant place to be at. And so we decided to dismantle. Roger got married and moved to Arizona. Um, David moved to Seattle. Todd moved to Florida, and uh, that was pretty much the end of it. We thought. And, and until we just, you know, recently found out that there was a big. Um, uh interest in us from europe and um, i back then I started a myspace account. Um, far from what it is today, and I got a lot of interest from a lot of people. I mean, from Europe to Africa, to South America, Greece. and I did not realize how popular we had become. And we actually had uh, somebody bootlegging our first record and yeah. putting their label on it. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so we decided to get back together, and we were approached by several labels, and uh, you know, they were all. All good, um, record labels, but we just wanted to go with something more local, out of Pennsylvania, so we signed on with Channel Kingdom Records, and uh, they've been uh, very, very good for us, and um, that's why we are um, doing a, the uh, uh, Headbangers uh, Ball, or what is it, headbanger Hellbash, Hellbash. 2, and uh, we're the, uh,
1: basically the headliner for the show next Thursday. So. They're, they're, they've been very good for us. The bottom line is the internet. If there was no internet, we would not be back together because the internet's probably, probably not. How oh, that's all kind of like. They're buying
4: our record. record on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money. and, right? and there was there was, the was no
1: internet when we started yeah, and when we broke up. There's an yeah. internet now. The internet changed the whole face of music and it changed our lives too
0: so when when did that interest when did you guys start to see that interest come back around was that like the early 2000s when you started to notice that
1: well we yeah we played in 2001 show and then we played in 05 or something didn't we? we did four shows and then we got to back together in 2011 i believe officially yeah officially so. we had to get
2: Todd back, and we had to get Roger back, and we then we got David back, and then we yeah. added the master right here, Richie. It wasn't easy, but it somehow got <laughs> And him. we had some help from uh, Fenris from Dark Throne. Oh, absolutely. He took a
4: liking to uh, us. and Yeah, uh, Fenris said some really cool things, man, and I, I know that helped. Bloody hell. We have taken everything to heart from
2: Fenris.
0: Was that was that kind of crazy when you guys started to see how much interest there was overseas? I mean, did it kind of did it kind of blow you away after after all that time, like twenty years, basically, to see all those yeah, fans?
1: Definitely unusual. You know, when you see your albums on the internet for old albums for what, three hundred dollars? Oh, five hundred yeah. or something. You know, once like I thought these were valueless, they didn't have any value. <laughs> but in Europe they, they're. they're the collector's items they love this record you know we
2: we didn't know yeah we got a, i had a lot of um people contact me when i did start the myspace account and everybody wanted the vinyl there's a lot of people that just like we were talking about earlier that just love vinyl and the quality of it and um yeah that uh that kind of sparked everything and um but uh, the um what is it? The promotion that we got from Femres really helped us out a lot and generated a lot of interest of, from us over in Europe. So, um, yeah, that's where I our audience is. But unfortunately, we in Detroit we're nobody. <laughs> you know? we, we, we we do <laughs> shows here. It, it they're they're good shows. You know, they're we okay. have a great time with the yeah. bands, but. When we went to Hammer of Doom in 2012, um, I mean, it was amazing just to see the people in the front row singing along to the lyrics of our songs, and it was just kind of like the pinch-me moment, you know, on stage. You see all these front. Oh yeah, it was and awesome. They're... It was so cool
0: how many how many people were at that were at that festival when you guys went in Germany? I mean well that uh, was... there
2: was about thirty about 3,500 3, people at the festival um, it 's an annual event and they actually have a really good draws a two day event every year and what is it that yeah, we did two we did number seven. And where are they at now? Like ten or eleven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're invited to
1: play Europe, but we just I can't afford. We it. can't afford to go. <laughs> we could play. We were invited to play in Iceland. We we're invited to play in Norway. Norway, but yeah, we we have no way to get there we don't have the income for that
2: we're just working so buy common that. 13 merchandise
0: please <laughs> well we got we got to get you guys hooked up with like you know king diamond or you know celtic yeah. cross or something you know have them be like hey let's 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 play some shows together let's get them over there it's the internet we can generate interest let's do it we'll yeah, do it, right it
2: <laughs> we love to
0: what was it like when you guys when you went back into the studio for for Destiny of the Gods? I mean, what, after all that time away from recording, it I mean, to get all you guys back together again, what what was that like when you actually started putting those songs together? Pretty easy.
2: It wasn't that difficult. Um Knock some rust off yeah, of dust, had, you know. yeah things could have gone better um but uh we're we're proud of what we did and yeah we were happy with record. the end result and, but i have to admit um that our next album we have been working very very hard on and uh i'm sure that um we will not be letting any of the covenant 13 fans down um we are really trying to stick back to our roots um, from the, the worship new god days and same with that dark thing And um, we're doing pretty good with it. And uh, I'm sure uh, we're just about done. That's why we're here tonight to rehearse for it. And uh, I, I, it's going to be good. It's going to kick ass.
0: So where, where are you guys rehearsing up there in Détroit? A
1: place called The Hive Colony. It's run by a, a, a high school buddy of these guys from Warren
4: High. His name's Gordon Carver, Okay. and he took an old industrial building and he chopped it up into little
1: spaces for bands to rehearse. How many bands are here? I have, 80, band- bands. I don't I have know, eighty bands. I have eighty bands here that rehearse. And yeah, yeah it's cool. it gets pretty loud in here. And uh, but yeah, it's an okay place. It's big enough to make some noise.
0: So when you guys when you guys record the new stuff, where you guys know where you're going to do it at? Are you going to try to do it yourselves? Yeah, no, I think we're going to use Tony Hamera at Temper
1: Mill. Okay. Um, he's been he's been suggested as uh, uh, an engineer and producer for us for a long time, and I think we're finally going to be able to get him and use his building. And Rich has been in that recorded in that building yeah. too a little bit. And we had our first album remastered there, so we got some history with Tony, and we know he's a big heavy metal fan. And a Nick Cave fan, and everything else. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> a lot of people have recorded at Temper Mill too. That's a pretty, that's a pretty historic uh, place for Detroit recordings.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's been around for what twenty-five, thirty years. Yeah, now. a wow. lot of big names have recorded at that little building. You want to tell them about the warehouse? And also, uh, Against <laughs> the Drain just recorded there. They also rehearse here. <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. The
2: Meatmen did their last album there, I believe, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing good. I, and I'm proud of them. Uh, I'm glad that they're uh, succeeding in what they're doing. Hey, they're it always awesome. it
0: always comes back to Detroit, man. It's a melting pot for musicians up there. Everything comes out of Detroit. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. 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 Well,
1: we haven't had a really, really big act out of here since Kid Rock, so Man. we need a big mega star. Well, no, Battlecross is rocking. Yeah, uh, they got got have a lot of good bands coming
2: out right now, and uh, we're proud of them.
0: Have you guys uh, checked out uh, Wilson?
2: Yes, Wilson yeah. Rocks. They Wilson, those fun.
0: those are good guys, too. Those are those are cool dudes.
2: Yeah, the bearded crazy men. Yeah, I know them very well. He's <laughs> in the field.
0: So, so lyrically and uh, kind of thematically for, for this album, you mentioned you're kind of going back to the 80s darker stuff, but is it, is it, is it conceptual, or, or is every song kind of kind of different for, for the new stuff?
4: For the new album? No, but they're various. It depends on uh, the, the new songs are very rock, like a lot really heavy, and then some of them are like the original album, you know, like really dark and really gloomy like uh spring hill jack got a, I yeah, love that one. Got a song about spring hill jack because <laughs> uh, i did a bunch of research on him like looked at old scotland yard like uh articles and, and it was pretty cool you know so yeah uh, wrote a song about uh just you know whatever interests us pretty much you know kind of wanted to go dark like to have like a little halloween theme in July, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we watch a lot of
1: Hammer over here. <laughs> while we rehearse. we're the only band we know who watch TV while we
0: rehearse. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I like about your guys' stuff is when when you listen to the album, it kind of takes you on a trip. You know what I mean? It's very, uh, it's really kind of like ethereal. You know what I mean? And it's it's that's that's kind of what's cool about it is it's more of a it's more of a journey when you listen to a record, and I like that. You know what I mean? Like like when I check out bands, I like it when it's like a. It's like a path yeah, that tail you're, in the
2: you're head. going to. Right. You know? Thank
0: you. I don't like the comparison to journey, but you know we'll take it. <laughs> no, not a comparison to journey. I mean, yeah, okay, okay.
2: no, really. I mean, with the last record, and uh, we had some great reviews. We had some band reviews. I mean, you take it for what it's worth. I mean, every band struggles through those. But um, we intentionally tried to make Destiny of the Gods a point to where every song didn't sound the same. We wanted to deliver, you know, with feeling um, what we wanted to do, and I thought we did a pretty good job at, at, at that, and I mean, people label us as a doom band, and I know that a lot of the songs weren't all doom songs, related doom metal, but you know if they don't like that's fine I don't really care but I mean we we wanted to deliver something that wasn't like an ACDC album that every song sounds the same we really wanted to mix it up a little bit and test our you know our abilities and um, you know I I thought we did a pretty good job with it and I'm very positive on the next album which will be out uh, probably early next year um, I know it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back, but uh, we uh, we're about seventy five percent done with the album, and um, I'm, I'm I feel great about it. I, I really do. It's, uh, I'm proud of it, and it's probably going to be the best record I have ever done.
0: Do you guys have a have a title yet for it? Or are you still are you still working on we got it? Got a
1: working title, "Return of the Gods," no. but that's just
4: a working title. David wants to change the title. No more gods.
0: No more gods.
4: No more gods. Is- that's it. No, like no more cheers. <laughs> the destiny of the gods was the destiny of the gods. That record was the destiny of the gods. Was the what destiny. we're doing now is is like some some uh some pretty cool rock and roll, pretty heavy.
0: How excited are you guys to play in uh, in Cleveland coming up here pretty soon? I mean, I know uh, the Agora. I I've not been there personally, but I I hear great things about that venue. So I mean, what what's it going to be like, and and what are you guys anticipating when you do Hell's Head Bash coming up here?
2: Well, there's going to be a lot of fog. We promise that. <laughs> um, but uh, we are we got an hour set, and uh, we're going to deliver uh, our best
1: uh, show. And that we're going to win set. us. We rearranged our set for this show, and we think we got a really strong set this time. So. I think it's uh, it should be interesting, and maybe we can see about Cleveland and some new material.
2: We'll see. We're not going to disappoint anybody. We're going to do a lot of stuff from the uh, first record, and uh, ma- 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 mainly the doom stuff. So um, that's where we're at. That's what you're going to get, Cleveland.
0: And how many uh, how many shows do you guys want to want to do like in the in the next coming months as far as as far as gigs? I mean, do you guys have anything else on the horizon after this one, or are you just kind of more focused on getting the record um, done?
2: Recording. Yeah, we recording. Want to record. Yeah, we're my That's our main focus right now. Um, we'd like to get it out, like I said uh, at the beginning of the year, and um, do some touring. Hopefully, we can get to Europe, maybe some Canada dates, and um, uh, what was it? Um, the, uh, uh, Milwaukee, uh, yeah, Puerto Rico. Mash. Puerto Rico's gave us the uh, welcome mat, so we might do that. Um, we got the Milwaukee show coming up. Where, what day is that? Uh, that's in. Uh, April, uh, Milwaukee, uh, uh, Bash, uh, Venomous Maximus is playing. Okay. So, you know, Savage Master, a bunch of bands like that. They're still looking for, like, uh, major headlines. But they, they were, uh, usually get someone pretty good. But that's all we got. I mean, we like to, um... October 31st is playing, too. Sorry. We like to do shows in Detroit, obviously, and probably have a record release when it comes out, but, um... Well, we do much better elsewhere, and so that's where we're gonna go
0: and play. We should try. To, we should try to get you in touch with uh, with Brock and the gang in, in Toledo too, and get you guys at Frankie's or something.
4: Love to. Because I know
0: I know a, a, a band that I've had in this podcast before too. I think they did a show with you guys um, uh, out of Blissfield, Blind Haven. You familiar with yeah, that? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, great band. Yeah, yeah, know yeah. very well.
0: He Heath, he's a good dude. I'm sure they'd be down to do a show. Maybe we can get something together locally. That'd be cool.
2: Set it up, brother. Set it up, and We'll be there. As long as the beer's cold and the women are hot, we're there.
0: <laughs> now, before I let you guys go, Jim, uh, where where can people find you online? I'll put the links up, too, but but for, for people who are unfamiliar, where can they f- check out Coven 13 on the Internet?
2: Okay. Great. That'd be awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And, and the record, people can check it out, um, shadowkingdomrecords.com, right? They can go right to the website and get it there.
2: That's correct. Yes, or you could go into YouTube and find it there, or um... go to
0: channel.
2: Go to channel kingdom,
0: man.
2: To to yeah, okay. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need we, we need money to go to
0: Europe. <laughs> well, fellas, thanks again for the time, man. I'll, I'll let you guys Thank know you. when it when it goes up, and uh, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys uh, have kind of had a rebirth these last few years, man.
2: Thanks thanks, thanks for taking the time to interview yeah, us. We appreciate, appreciate
0: it. it very much. You're welcome anytime on the podcast, fellas. Anytime, man.
2: All right, cheers. All right, brother. Cheers. Cheers, All right.
0: bro. All right, take care. See you. All righty-dighty. There you have it. That was Coven 13 on Bowman's Breakdown. Thanks again to David, Todd, Richie, Raja, and... And Brian, I really appreciate it you guys taking the time out of your day on your day where you guys jam and practice to talk to me. And it was actually cool as you guys heard, man. They they're at a facility where there's like eighty other bands jamming. That's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool that it's cool that people are, are making music and having a good time. So I really appreciate it, fellas. Happy to do anything I can for you to keep spreading the word about Coven thirteen. For sure. For sure. And on that note, I want to make sure I tell you guys to please go follow Coven 13 on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Coven 13. And that's 13 spelled out, not Z number 13. Same thing with the website, Coven13.com. Make sure you spell it out. You can check out their record, Destiny of the Gods. Just go to Shadow Kingdom Records.bandcamp.com. It's on there. You can stream it, you can play it. Really good stuff. I encourage you to buy it. It's really good. I'm gonna give you guys a song. We talked with the band. You, you know, I don't. We'll see. I don't know if I am gonna leave that at the end or not. But I always like to give you guys a song. And none of the fellas could really agree on a song. They kept shouting out different different song names and stuff. And as much as I love the new stuff, I want to give you or and the old stuff. I want to give you some of the new stuff because uh, you know I really liked Destiny of the Gods. Worship New Gods is awesome too, but. You know why not give you guys some of the new material? You know what I mean. So I'm gonna give you guys the song Elfstone because I really like that one off of Destiny of the Gods, the third track from Coven 13 on their second full length album. But yeah, man, I'm really excited. So thanks again, all you guys. Seriously, Brian, Roger, Richie, Todd, David, thank you so much for taking the time. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys. And like I said, I'm happy to to do anything I can to help spread the word about your band. But that's what I think is cool, you know. <clears throat> excuse me, not about this, you know, doing this podcast and why I enjoy it so much is getting to shed some light on some bands that, that are really talented that maybe you guys aren't familiar with. But also what's cool about the internet in general, man. Like it's 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 amazing to think that 20 years can go by and all these guys just, you know, started their own families, moved to different parts of the country, some of them were doing their own musical projects and stuff. And and all of a sudden, 20 years later, like a time capsule, you know, you get on the internet, you poke around, maybe Google the, the old days and you see your album up on eBay going for like a couple hundred bucks and you're getting interest from different countries for your stuff. So that's sweet, you know. These guys went over, as you heard, played in Germany a few years back. People getting their autographs up in the front row, knowing the lyrics to all the songs. That's really cool that's a really cool thing and it just goes to show the power of music and the fact that it knows no bounds and it's it's a positive force in the world so that's that's what's really cool about doing this podcast to hear stories like that and the fact that these guys basically are back together because they saw that interest again and they didn't even know it existed and they probably wouldn't have 20 years ago if 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 it would have been you know a different time you know and they had started the band in the 60s and then 20 years went by and it was like you know, 1987, you know, that interest, who knows, it might have been there, but they would have never known because there was no internet to show it. So I think it's really cool uh, to to show that with with you know, and there's a lot of, I mean, just like anything else, there's a lot of good and bad in the internet, obviously. But the fact that these guys are back together making music again is really freaking cool. So thank you to all of you who have checked it out, especially all you overseas fans that listen to this podcast. Maybe you guys will be like, oh my god, Coven 13, sweet. So, really excited to bring this one to you guys once again. Facebook.com forward slash Coven 13. Make sure you spell it out, not the number 13. Same thing with the website, Coven13.com. And go to Shadow Kingdom Records.bandcamp.com where you can listen to the record and buy it as well. Do it, buy it. You won't regret it. Especially if you're into like, if you're into checking out new music, I encourage you to check out the record because, like I said, these guys they have a sound that's you can't really pigeonhole it, you know. You can't really call it metal. You can't just call it doom, you know. And metal, it seems like more than anything. And I know I've talked about this on the show before too. Has like so many subgenres and stuff. And I think people get too, people get way too caught up in that. It's like if it's good to me, if it's good, it's good. If it rocks, it rocks. I don't care if it's metalcore or doom metal or, you know, droid metal or sludge or whatever or new metal. If it's if it's awesome, it's awesome. And these guys are freaking awesome. They are because they're doing their own thing, and I really think that that's cool. So check out Destiny of the Gods, Worship New Gods. I'm sure if you hit up the band, you can find a way to get a hold of some version of Worship New Gods somehow. Um, But yeah, man, and they are going to be playing in Cleveland coming up here. They are going to be playing. on The festival takes place the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th, if my memory serves me right. Let me check My records here, yes, it will be Hell's Headbash Part 2, Part Do. The 15th Anniversary Fest is going to be at the Agora in Cleveland, and Coven is going to be playing September 4th, 5th, and 6th. Actually, there's Thursday dates on here too. Well, hey, how come it's not on the poster? So Thursday the 3rd, Friday the 4th, Saturday the 5th, and Sunday the 6th. So Thursday, I... I shit corrected. I shit corrected. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Hell's Head Bash Part 2 at the Agora in Cleveland Coven. 13 is going to be playing. They're going to be playing stuff from their first album as well. So all you guys from back in the day that love checking out the band and love that old stuff, they're going to be playing some of the old stuff as well. So do it. Make sure you go out there, do it. Just Google Hell's Head Bash Part 2. And you'll find it. 15th Anniversary Fest, September 3rd through September 6th in Cleveland, Ohio. And it looks like Coven 13 is going to be playing on Thursday. It looks like Thursday, according to this, on their Facebook. They've got a poster up of the festival. So go check it out. Have a good time. Headbang a little bit. You know, just don't hurt anybody, man. Don't be one of those dudes in the mosh that's just like flailing your fist and and you know kicking your legs okay we know we get it we get it we didn't get a lot of hugs now you want to be violent don't be violent you know if somebody falls down help pick them up have a good time you can still mosh and be cool man but yes that'll be a lot of fun September 3rd through 6th at the Agora in Cleveland I've not been there but I hear great things about the venue so I'm really excited to uh to see that those guys are playing that And they're getting some interest from some other countries. And right now, as you guys heard, they're going to be working on the new album, which they're hoping to get out sometime early next year. So, yeah, there you have it, folks. Once again, remember, you can go to bombinsbreakdown.podbean.com to check out uh, all the latest and the greatest stuff. Download the Podbean app, whether you have an iPhone or an Android operating system on your phone. You can download the Podbean app. Go to the Google Play Store. If you have Android, go to the App Store If you have an iPhone, and check out the Podbean app. Not just my podcast, but a lot of really cool podcasts on there, man. A lot of really fun stuff. I just got kind of southern when I said, not only my podcast, but a lot of cool podcasts on there, man. You got all kinds of stuff. Just download that Podbean app. You can do it. I'm weird, you guys. Can't you tell? I'm weird. And I haven't had a lot to eat today. So I got like that weird, like no energy, super energy going on. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like when you go to bed at like 3 a.m. and you have to get up at 6. And you wake up at 6 and you're just like, whoa, dude like I have a lot of energy right now and then by like nine o'clock you just want to just face plant wherever you are and just sleep for like the next two days it's kind of like that energy it's like the no energy energy that I have right now because I need to eat I need some sustenance but yes it was really exciting and and like I said that's that's really what's cool about this is to be able to feature bands that maybe you guys aren't as familiar with but just also really cool stories man I, I just can't get over how cool that is that like over 20 years go by So much life in there in the 90s and the early 2000s, and now these guys are back at it again because they discovered they had a lot of fans in other parts of the world. So America, get on board. Canada, South America, Africa, Europe, all you fine people out there, go check out Coven 13. All right, all right, all right. I'm excited for my weekend. Got a broadcast tonight for Toledo Sports Network. A little plug, a little plug. Going to be doing a high school game, color commentary for football. Not soccer, not not soccer football. I know the European listeners right now are going, hey, there's only one football, man, and that's soccer. Well, over here, we wear pads, and it's called a pigskin. I know it sounds weird, and we tackle each other, and we score touchdowns. That's what we do over here. But that's going to be fun tonight, doing that game tonight. If you guys want to listen, well, you won't be able to listen because by the time I get this up, it will have already happened. It will be in the past. But you can go to tune in. Go to the TuneIn app, and you can uh, check out future broadcasts from Toledo Sports Network. Just go to TuneIn Radio, download that app, and look up Toledo Sports Network. And then you can get future stuff, and you can hear me in other formats, you know. Like on the radio show I do on Saturday mornings where the one dude just hates my guts for some reason. I don't know why, but it's fun. We go back and forth, and then we have eggs together afterwards for $3. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys have a fun, safe weekend. Check out Covenant 13. Worship new gods, the old stuff, as well as the new stuff, destiny of the gods. It's really enjoyable, especially if if you're like a Game of Thrones fan or you like like Conan from back in the day with Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold. That dude does not get enough credit. Bill Burr hit the nail on the head for coming to our country, learning our language, becoming a huge movie star and the governor of one of our states. Can you imagine going to Austria... Or like Germany, not knowing the language, becoming the biggest bodybuilder they've ever seen, taking over their cinema, and then running like their country. It, you can't even fathom that. Arnold did that in America. That's crazy. you got to salute that man. No matter how how you feel about him, you got to give the guy credit for that. But seriously, if you're into that medieval stuff, you're, I think you're really going to dig Coven 13 because they have that element. Just, there's a lot of storytelling in the songs, which I think is really cool. So there it is, you guys. That wraps up another episode of Bauman's Breakdown. I humbly thank you once again. If you want to check out my personal website, go to mikevbauman.com. Got some fun stuff coming up. Got some fun guests coming up. Some more diversity. One of them isn't even a musician. He's just a really cool local dude who's into music like me, and he's doing a lot of positive stuff in our community for the local scene. And uh, I know he's got a lot of good stories to tell. And he we, he and I have mutual friends, so not gonna, not going to spoil it just yet, but I'm going to tease it. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy that episode. That should be coming up next week. Got another guy from a a record store that's keeping it going, keeping the hope alive for vinyl, which has made a huge comeback the last couple of years. So there's a lot of really fun stuff coming up and a lot of really fun conversations that I am lucky and blessed to have and looking forward to sharing with all of you. And on that note, I will say keep the faith and be kind to one another. I mean it when I say that at the end of every episode. I really, really mean it. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Now, without further ado, here is the third track off of Coven 13's latest record, Destiny of the Gods, one of my personal favorites, one of my personal favorites. So now, all the Coven 13 guys, as you're listening to this podcast, this is the one that I settled on. This is Elfstone from Coven 13. Peace. <laughs>